What is up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, I'm so excited. We have Parker Valby on the podcast. She just took second at NCAA Cross Country. I'm sure many of you that are listening to this podcast right now watch that race. It was so fun to watch. She also ran 1520 in the 5K this past outdoor season. She runs at University of Florida. And today, we just get to know her a little bit better. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Okay, I'm going to ask you guys a big favor. If you listen to this podcast and you love it, maybe you listen every week or you just love the episodes that you do listen to. I know I say it all the time, but rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, like Spotify, seriously means the world to me and it's a free way to support the podcast i also just love reading your guys' reviews like whenever a new one comes in it seriously makes my day it's hard because i don't really get feedback on this podcast i you know people can't really leave comments or anything but the reviews seriously help me out so much and it's completely free and it takes like 15 seconds so if you do that it seriously means the world or just share the podcast with your friends your teammates your favorite fellas i will love you forever thank you fellas Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Inside Tracker. I've been working with Inside Tracker for almost two full years now. And if you guys are data oriented or you just want to learn how to tailor your diet and your lifestyle to your body's needs, Inside Tracker is the perfect thing for you. To live your healthiest, longest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside your body, which is really hard to do, you know, if you don't have a way to do it. But Inside Tracker goes beyond generic blood work by revealing a more personalized reference range for each person, what they call the optimal zone, to assess precisely where your health is optimized and where it's not. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to help you live healthier longer. I love it because it's really individualized and it helps give me a plan that I can check off every single day to know that I'm becoming a healthier person and just feeling better. You get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And you can add InnerAge 2.0 to any plan to calculate your true biological age and to see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, take 20% off the top-selling Ultimate Plan if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Just go to InsideTracker.com forward slash Emma or use code Emma20 for 20% off. That's InsideTracker.com forward slash Emma or use code Emma20 for 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Now let's get into today's episode with Parker. Okay, Parker, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, a very highly requested guest, which makes sense. Um, and I was just telling you, but I've never gotten so many listener questions in my entire life for this episode. So I'm excited to chat farther. Oh, yes, this should be fun. <laughs> yes. Well, to get started, do you want to just give us a little bit of like a rundown of who you are, what you're about? Uh, my name is Parker Valvey. I run for the University of Florida. Um, I run the cross country and track. Uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need to know about you um you're also very good you just took second at NCAA cross you also took second at NCAA outdoors in the 5k and I'm just like giving some background on you just in case people don't know um you ran 15 20 which I'm assuming is your PR it is yes oh my gosh that literally makes me want to throw up that's so good I don't know how the NCAA is so good because back in my day you know I feel like breaking 16 was good. And now like running 15, 20, that literally makes, I don't even, I, I can't even comprehend it, you know? Um, Honestly, me either. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I feel like just to, you know, kick it off, people want to know about NCAAs, of course. So do you want to just take us through that experience? Like, I don't know, what was your mindset going into the race? Um, yeah, it was uh, my second uh, cross nationals. Uh, I ran last year for the first time at Tallahassee and that didn't end the way that I really wanted it to. Um, I ended up getting 27th. So this year I was um, sure to be more prepared for it. Although I don't know if I was that prepared for that cold and that many hills, but um, regardless, um, I knew that I had to take it out and trust my fitness and just see if it could pay off because I knew that I didn't have as good as a kick as Caitlin did, but yeah. So you said last year was your first one and you got 27th, which is still uh, incredible, like in the grand scheme of things, because it's, it can be kind of a shock to the system running at NCAAs. I mean, you see a lot of people that are like, you know, they're supposed to get all American and they end up dead last because I don't know, they blow up and stuff. But I guess like, what was your goal last year? I didn't really honestly have a goal. I was just happy to be there. I didn't expect to qualify for it. So it was just all new to me. I was just taking in the experience. Yeah. But then, I mean, you said that it didn't end the way that you you wanted it to. So you obviously had some sort of expectation going into the race. I mean, I I felt better than I finished. Um, I took it out. Like, I like to run from the front. So I was running from the front in that race. And like, I knew that course, like the back of my hand, like we had run that. That was my high school state course. So I knew that course very well. And um, I got tripped at like 5k and I like fell and I just never like my body just like did not recover from it. And I just ended up falling back to 27. But yeah. Yeah. Well, falling, I feel like, (laughs) yeah, falling definitely takes a toll on you. So that makes a lot of sense when, when given that context. Um, Yeah. You do really like to run from the front though. That I, I I have to admit, I'm not like the best at keeping up with college stuff anymore, just because I feel like I'm a little far removed and I don't know that many people personally, like maybe that's bad because I guess this is my job. Um, So I probably should. Um, So this was like one of my first times watching you race and I was like astonished by how far ahead you took it out like why why I guess is that the strategy for you I well I don't like to run like behind I guess I don't know I don't like getting stuck behind people like at the beginning of this race I actually got like boxed in and I guess I since I'm taller I guess I have a longer stride and I don't like shortening my stride to run behind people so I just decided to take it out so you're well, like, then when, this just... one, when I got boxed in, I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm going to gap the field by 100 meters <laughs> so that no one comes close to me. I guess, what are you thinking about, like, when you're that far ahead? I didn't know how far ahead I was. I don't I don't look back. Um, I was like, if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to shoot my shot and I'm going to go for it. There's yeah. no looking back now. <laughs> and was it windy at all in the day? It was a little windy during the race. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember much of it. I was focusing on how cold I was. Um, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I guess like, what does your coach think of that racing strategy? Is he like, yeah, we're on board for this or is he freaking out when he sees you that far ahead? He's on board with it. He trusts, he said he trusts my instincts. We didn't like, we didn't know who, like who would go out and who wouldn't. Um, so it would just depended on what happened. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about how the race played out overall? Um, I think I ran it to the best of my ability. I don't think I really could have done that much different, um, besides preparing maybe a little differently, but yeah, yeah. I'm happy in second place. I know I tried my best. 
yeah i mean it obviously it looks like you gave it your all so yeah. you definitely <laughs> shot your shot um what was like i guess the last k were people yelling at you that caitlin was coming up and oh like, yeah that, yeah i'm sure well the, i had never seen so many fans at a cross country race before there was a ton of people there and they were like all on like the sidelines and um people were like oh she's this far she's this far and i was like oh gosh well i don't have that much left in me so but then when we, we there was like this there's like a last like really like long hill mm-hmm. and i thought after that i don't know why someone told me that after that there was 800 meters after that but then when we got to the top of it like i saw the finish line i was like there's no way that's 800 meters and i was like well this is great i was just like i just gave up <laughs> yeah i mean what like what goes through your head though if you did you knew that she was coming up on you like what were you gonna respond like did you have I guess I mean I tried as best as I could to stay with her but she just had more left than I did yeah a lot of people so like actually so incredible yeah um a lot of people were asking like well out of the hundreds of questions I got a big one was like what is your relationship with Caitlin um she's a very sweet girl I really I admire her I respect her honestly I've looked up to her since high school so yeah she's awesome yeah I just feel like the media hypes it up so much like hypes up rivalries so it makes it like really interesting on the day yeah so how do you deal with like all the media hype and people like predicting everything like do you stay off offline or what's your oh yeah no about like a week before I ended up deleting all my social media because I was like this is way too much like way too much pressure and I was just like I don't need to be reading all these rankings they mean nothing yeah so how do you stay sane though because like I mean you know, you can delete your social media, but you also know that people are still talking about you and you have pressure on the day. I guess what helps you stay grounded? I just, I trust in myself and my coach. And honestly, I just try to forget about it as much as I can. Although I had people reminding me of it every single day. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Just talk about anything else. Yeah. Were you super nervous on the day or was it kind of just another day? honestly no I wasn't nervous at all I was just trying to get like I was focusing on getting warm the whole time (laughs) I have never been that cold in my life how cold was it it the feel like was 14 oh we were wearing like you know what we wear like bikini bottoms and a tank top to race in I was like this is brutal yeah because it's like I mean how how many more layers can you really put on other than like you're wearing arm sleeves right I did, although yeah. they didn't really fit my arms very well. They were falling down. But <laughs> no, I had three hand warmers in each of my gloves and I was gripping them the entire race. Oh my gosh, you ran with the hand warmer. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was freezing. Yeah, oh my gosh. And just like, then you have no one to draft off of either. So I feel like the wind is just pelting you in the face. Yeah, I don't honestly, I don't really remember. I don't think the wind was that bad during the race. Yeah, just like... You have no warm bodies around you, though, to help uh, heat you up at yeah. all. No one's <laughs> breath on your back. <laughs> no. you up. I um, Yeah, I mean, well, it was, like, really fun to watch as a spectator. Uh, I feel like it's, you don't really get that many, I don't know, crazy NCAA races that often. So it was fun to see, you know, do you do something a little bit different, like, go out and lead the race. So good job, I'm sure. Yeah. And, like, and now you're going straight into indoors, though, probably, right? Well, tr- we'll be racing indoors. We don't got an indoor track to train on. We oh, just train- Florida doesn't have indoor track? Mm-mm. Mm. No. I don't think there's one even in the state of Florida. 
I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like I live in California, so we also don't have that many indoor tracks because why would we need them really? Yeah. Are you going to run something in like December or Um, are you taking a break? I don't think so. I think I'm just going to call it quits and then start training for indoor. Yeah. What's the goal there? I don't know. Sky's the limit. (laughs) I haven't really thought about specific goals yet. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, you literally just finished a big season of cross country. So I guess that makes sense. Day by day. Yeah. And we're literally recording this on like your break. So I kind of want to go way back because I'm very curious about your background. And a lot of people are as well. Um, Like, how did you get into running? Well, when I was, my mother claims she's the one who got me into running. In like third grade, I ran like a 5K with her. And uh, I was like, eh, that was okay. But I was a compet. I was. I'm from Connecticut, so I was a competitive swimmer my whole life for 13 years. Oh, and nice. Um, for those same, I think I started lacrosse in third grade, and I played lacrosse up until my sophomore year of high school too. So I really started running seriously my sophomore year of high school. Did you swim all the way Florida. through high school? Oh gosh, no! I quit swimming when we moved to Florida. Oh, okay. I was. Yeah, I was so done with that. Yeah. <laughs> I still have PTSD from it. <laughs> I can relate heavily. I actually used to competitively swim as well um, before I quit when I was like 11 because I was already extremely burnt out by that time. Yes, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I And I still kind of have PTSD from it. Like I have a very hard time of getting in the pool and looking at that black line on the bottom. Like, yeah, I will say it comes in handy. Like when you're injured, you know, being a good swimmer, at least you can get in some good workouts, but even that it's like, it no, I still, me. I still try to do any other form of cross training than swimming. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I'm like the one I'm clearly best at is swimming, but yeah. I will do anything else before then I will do the rowing machine <laughs> before I go in the pool, you know, I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's different. I don't know how good a like, I feel like my form is terrible when I step foot on basically any cross training machine, but oh same yeah we get it done um so were you like really good at swimming I'm like when I was younger yes but like I wasn't the best when I got to like my middle school years and I didn't like not being the best so then I was I was like I'm gonna focus more on lacrosse and then once I found running I was like oh this is fun yeah so did you you said your mom like claims that she got you into it like how so by starting running like the turkey trots with her Mm, okay (laughs) and then yeah it just progressed from there I actually did triathlons for a little bit too and never I do that either yeah do you like the bike no I hate biking so much okay well that makes sense so painful (laughs) yeah that is a big part of um the triathlon I actually kind of like biking like I also I did youth triathlons when I was younger um as well and I was (laughs) I was pretty good at them because I was good at swimming and running. It was yeah. just the biking that I feel like it just, you got to practice so much for the yeah. bike and it's so long. It's very uncomfortable too, like sitting on that hard seat for that long. Yeah. would rather do anything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then so did you just start like, I guess, competitively running in high school? I did. Yes. I started, um, I did it a little bit my freshman year of high school my the coach was like come on come on try out um I was like no I'm gonna play lacrosse and he's like no come try track and I was like fine and then I 
didn't really like focus on either. Like I was kind of trying to do both. It was like insane. I would go from like track practice to lacrosse. Like I wouldn't get home until like 8 p.m. And I was like, I'm going to have to choose one. This isn't going to work out. <laughs> yeah. And then were you probably, I don't know, equally good at both or was it, I guess, how did you make the decision? I would say I was naturally a lot better at running, but I liked the idea and playing lacrosse more at the time. But now obviously I think I like running more (laughs) (laughs) I mean that makes sense um what did your lacrosse coach say when you like had the conversation being like oh I'm gonna do track full-time um they understood they knew that I was more that I would excel more in track I think yeah so when you made that decision like did you know that you wanted to run in college no not at all No, I was just like, I'm just going to do it for fun. I wanted to actually play lacrosse in college. So at that point I was like, maybe I'm just going to school for school. (laughs) Yeah. Were you good? Like, were you good at running when you like early freshman, sophomore year? Um, like I qualified for States and everything, but like, I didn't run, like, I really, like, I did not take it seriously at all. I was not focused on it at all, but my sophomore, sophomore year summer is when I started like oh, maybe if I run like every day, then maybe I could get a little better because I was running and I was not running every day. But um, yeah, then I started progressing and my junior year is when I had like a progression. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, did your coach give you training or was it like, oh, like was he or were they the ones that were like, okay, let's maybe train and then you can get better? Yeah, he was more, my, my coach was more of a jumps and sprints coach, but, um, we did, we did distance workouts, um, like, but like not near like what we, it was like eight, two hundreds, like eight, three hundreds, but yeah. Hey, that can be pretty good for like a mile, but only if you have like a very big base underneath you, I think. Yeah. I was running, I think my, I ran like the two, two mile mostly. I did the mile sometimes. My, yeah. I ran like 450 something like that yeah hey that's I mean that's still pretty solid and then I was looking I was as one does you know I was looking at your stats before this you ran 10 10 which is very solid for the 3200 actually like I don't even know these days like I don't even know what high schoolers run anymore people are so insane in high school they're running like 950s insane that's like absurd to me because back in my day like I was in high school from 20 10 to 2014 and so if you broke 10 30 in like the 3200 you were like one of the best in the country like you were known in the country and now it's so crazy that people are running 950 I'm like how it's like the NCAA has like everyone is just leveled up yeah. I tell my friends, I'm like, I'm just so glad this is just funny because I'm talking to you, but I'm like, I'm just so glad that I'm not in the NCAA anymore because I would get absolutely like destroyed. I don't know what everyone's doing differently because I'm not in it anymore, obviously, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like everyone just, I don't know, has leveled up training, is training a lot smarter, probably. Um, probably with like all the new like super shoes and all that stuff. Yeah, the shoes like definitely help. I have never put on a pair of the dragonflies, which I want to, I need to at some point just okay. to see what the difference is between like the victories that we used cool. to wear. <laughs> yeah, no, I wore those, those destroyed my feet. There's like no like cushioning on the bottom of those. I know so, like, it's literally so just, hard. It, yeah, it's like a metal and like plastic bottom. Yes. So, I like, I just want to put on, I need to like find a pair of dragonflies just to put on just so I can see like 
what the difference is and see oh, how much yeah. of a difference they make you know oh yeah you definitely need to try them they make a huge difference yeah it's basically like a little bit of like the carbon plating but like with the spikes it's like a whole new world yeah I can imagine have you worn the alpha flies at all or no I have they're just a little too chunky for me yeah I mean they are very large <laughs> but like, like yeah putting putting those on compared to like a regular running shoe like oh. a, a pegasus or something I'm just like <laughs> it's this is cheating <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like so crazy I think the shoes make a difference but I think everyone's just like training a lot differently you know maybe just yeah I I don't know I don't know how people were training before so yeah exactly Exactly. I just need to do some more research and really see how the high schoolers are training these yeah maybe do a little investigation yeah pardon the little intermission here but we are talking about our sponsor of today's episode Koros you know it's the holiday season and what is one thing that every runner basically needs you know, a pair of shoes, some running clothes, and a GPS watch. Well, the Koros Pace 2 Premium GPS Sport Watch is literally like the best holiday gift I can think of for a runner or just an endurance athlete in general for so many reasons. It's good for all levels of running and endurance sports. You know, if you're a beginner just getting into it, the watch is super easy to use. You just press two buttons and then you're off and running. And then you can sync the watch to the app and Strava automatically and instantly. There's a bunch of different settings. So basically if you're like cross training or if you're someone that does triathlon or something like that, they have, you know, cycling, indoor cycling, swimming, outdoor swimming. They have so many different modes that you can choose from. The best thing about this watch though, I feel like every person has this time where, you know, you finally have the motivation to go out for your run for the day and you go to pick up your watch and it's out of battery. (laughs) It's devastating, it's heartbreaking. But when I tell you the battery life on the Pace 2, it is insane how long this watch lasts. For example, I just did a marathon impulsively this past week and I didn't charge my watch beforehand. I think it was at like 87% before I went out and did this marathon with my friend. We walked, jogged it, so it took us five hours. Of course, I had on my Koros Pace 2, the blue sapphire one, beautiful. My watch is literally at 67% and I haven't charged it. When you guys are listening to this episode, I'm on a trip to Oregon and I'm not even gonna bring my charger with me because that's how long the Pace 2 battery lasts. And right now you can go to Koros.com and use code COLDBREW for a free accessory with a watch purchase. Just add the accessory like a band, a charger, or a piece of apparel to the cart before checking out and you apply the code COLDBREW to get that accessory for free. The link is in the show notes as per usual, but that's like the perfect holiday gift. Koros.com, use code COLDBREW. Now let's get back into today's episode with Parker. Well, yeah, so when you were in high school, like you say that, you know, junior year, you started progressing, I guess. Were you just doing more miles or like what, how did it change? Honestly, I just started like running my runs like more quality because I never really ran like quantity. Like these people, I hear heard of people running like, 60 miles in high school and like upwards to seven like that's insane like I could not have done that in high school I would not have had time to do that but um yeah no I kind of just started running my runs like quality over quantity and putting a little more effort than I was in yeah did you have a good team to train with um I trained with the boys Mm -hmm. (laughs) I we didn't have a really like solid girls distance people but yeah that kind of sucks. I mean, training with the guys, you know, it has pros and cons, but it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's very competitive, I will say. 
Oh, they do. They get very competitive. They get very intimidated by girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do not want you to win <laughs> a rep. They're by a girl. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So how, like, when did you decide that you're like, okay, maybe I will run in college now? Um, my, ju- my junior year when they, coaches started like contacting me and I was like, this is so weird. And then they all started like the whole like recruiting process started, like all the calls and stuff. And I was like, wait, this is it's kind of real yeah and I was like okay and then I took some visits and decided where did you visit um I actually took an official to University of Oregon hey, I, took one to, <laughs> I took one to um University of Florida UNC Chapel Hill and then um I was gonna go to FSU but I didn't end up going there but I took a ton of unofficial visits like I went out west saw all those schools from like UCLA, Stanford, like all those, Oregon. Um, but I ended up staying in Florida. Yeah, well, me like decide to stay there. Um, I really liked how the track team overall was like so good. And I really wanted to be part of something like bigger than myself. And it was closer to home. Going out west, I was like, this would be really, like really far away if I had to travel here for every like break and everything. And so I was like, I don't know. I felt like I would be really, really homesick and wouldn't do well. So I ended up staying closer. Yeah. How has like the Florida experience been for you? It's been awesome. It was a little rough my freshman year. Obviously it was rough for everyone because it was like COVID year. COVID kind of, you know, messed everything up. Um, But then my sophomore year got a a whole lot better. And that's when I started being able to run again. So yeah. What was, what was rough about freshman year? Were you at on campus and stuff or were you at home? Yeah, we were on campus. It was just like, everything was like, so like different, like all the rules and stuff. So like our team, like practice, like everything was so different. And I was just like, not in the right mindset for school or running. And um, I ended up just like getting injury after injury, like many, like tiny things, but like it was preventing me from like running. And so I ended up just like getting in a better mindset that summer and then taking a few months off of running and then getting back into it my sophomore year what do you mean by like getting into a better mindset like I just was not happy at the time uh, for various reasons but once I got over that it was a lot better so were you like talking to your coaches your parents I guess who was like helping you I guess figure it out basically all of them actually kind of funny story I went to my coaches um coach Solinsky, he I went up to him at the end of my freshman year I was like I'm quitting the team running is not for me and he was like uh no you're not and I was like yes I am I'm done running and so then that summer I just didn't really do anything but then when I came back I was like yeah kind of want to run so were you actually like when you said that were you actually prepared to walk away like wholeheartedly 100% I was like running is not for me I'm done <laughs> I guess like I don't know. Were you burnt out or was it just no, not at all? I hadn't been running. I was just like, I just don't want to do this. I didn't want to do it at the time. I guess like, what was the alternative? What would you have done? Just do be a normal college student. And yep. I wanted to live the college life. Um, just be a, be a student. What, what are you studying? Um, right now I'm studying sports management. I just, I switched to it this year or the middle of last year. Okay. Nice. So yeah. I guess when you're like, okay, running is not for me, were you, because I'm obviously you're not thinking that you're going to be a professional runner at this time because you're not even, oh, I gosh, guess like no. when, you went in, 
Yeah, when you went into college, though, like, did you have expectations for yourself? Like, what was your goal? I think that was part of it. I think that, um, well, like, COVID, I took a lot of, like, just, like, time off during, like, the COVID, like, whole thing. And I guess I never really got, like, back in, I never really got back into training, like, fully. And so when I got there, I just, I don't, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I was just, like, I felt like I needed to do so much in college. And then I was just really overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, freshman years is really hard. And especially during that time, like, very hard. yeah, I can't imagine like what the COVID situation was like. Cause then there's no races. The coaches don't even know what to do at this point. Like, cause yeah. no one has a race to prepare for. And then no one knows when the next race is even going to be and at yeah. all. So, and you can't even have practices. Like, I don't know. How was your, the team morale during this time for you guys? It was very bad. Our team was not doing very well at that time either. Yeah. I mean, it was just a difficult time period. The messy situation. Yeah. So, okay. So you took off that whole summer and then you came back and you're like, okay, maybe I will run. What? There had to be something that like happened where you're like, okay, maybe I'll run. Because if you set your mind to something, you're like, I'm not going to run anymore. I feel like you've already made that decision in your head. So I feel like you had to have like conversations or something where it reignited the spark, you know? I mean, like that summer I was like, mm, kind of miss running, you know? I mean, like I like genuinely enjoy running. So like I'd like go out for a run. I'm like, mm, maybe if I like tried a little bit, could like do it. And then when I got back, I got dropped a whole lot that when I first started back up, I got dropped on like workouts I should not be getting dropped on but yeah no it ended up being okay well how did you get through that time period because then that's a whole nother ball game it's like okay you know then you decide to get back into running and then you're getting dropped and of course that's probably not feeling very good for your morale um and the ego at all so no I'm sure it did not when I first because I transferred to Oregon when I first got there I was getting dropped by every single person because I'd never done like the types of workouts that they were doing so it was just like everything was so new and I just remember getting there and being like what am I doing here yeah Um, but I guess like what was getting you through that time uh well I was just I got fit very fast like once I started like running every day and doing what my coach said I got fit very fast and then we ran like a it's called the Mountain Dew Invites, like on our golf course. And I ended up, uh, like, I got second place, but I ended up almost winning it. And um, it was like a 4K or something. And I was like, wait, <laughs> if I did that off of like three weeks of like that training, I think I could be pretty good. Yeah. I feel like the main thing I saw all over Twitter, especially, was everyone and the questions that I got asked for this podcast is, you're probably so tired of hearing it is the conversation about cross training and your low mileage um but everyone like people are just so confused I think of like how you can run because you say what 20 miles a week that you run pretty much I was more 25 30 yeah but no I I wasn't low I wasn't low mileage uh last cross season uh when I first came back I was running up like I think I was at like 50, 55, 60, maybe miles a week. And um, I ended up just like, I ended up progressing very well off of that. And obviously I finished like all American, like 27th at that cross nationals. But then that winter I was, 
I got up to like 65 miles a week and I ended up um, breaking my foot in two places. And then I was in a boot and crutches for three months. And that was the worst time of my life. And that's when I discovered cross training. So the injury was a blessing in disguise. And so when I discovered cross training, um, I was like, wait, this is like, you can actually kind of like stay fit. Um, and then I came back and I ran the 15, 20 at, um, nationals. And I was like, maybe to stay healthy. Like, you know, my coach was like, we'll supplement the miles with cross training and ended up working. Yeah, clearly. Everyone is just like, so intrigued by that. It's funny how many questions I was like, geez, like people really <laughs> want to know because yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> everyone wants like, it's just very funny to me because everyone just wants like a secret. Everyone wants the secret sauce. Yeah, no, everyone- it's just you have to work hard I mean it's not like I'm not running like it's not like I'm running 25 miles a week and just sitting down for the rest of it yeah like I'm supplementing the miles with cross training yeah so I guess what what does that look like because I'm assuming 25 miles has to be the quality like workouts I just I'll do it depends on like if we have a race or not that week but like I'll do the, like the easy run days, I'll do cross training instead of an easy run. And then on workout days, I'll run the workout. Yeah. With everything. So what sort of cross training are you doing? I'm assuming you're not getting in the pool. <laughs> For a little bit, I was doing um, aqua jogging. I don't know if you've ever done that. Oh, I have done that. <laughs> I was doing that. Uh, I don't like the the belt thingy. So I was doing it without the belt mm-hmm. and honestly, it's pretty challenging. Um, I was doing that. I was doing the elliptical, the arc trainer, um, really whatever. I, I like the rowing machine too. I sometimes did that. It was basically anything besides swimming and biking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything besides for like the two main ones that I feel like people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've had my fair share of time on the elliptical though. It's just funny, like being I don't know, maybe this just sounds conceited, but like being a student athlete and I would be in the rec center. This was like when I was injured in college and just yeah. hammering it on the elliptical. Yeah. And I would no, just like people, people look at you too. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I just felt I was like, I should not be here. I don't know what this is, but there's like pools of sweat by me and I'm on the elliptical for like 90 minutes. And I'm like, people probably think I'm insane in this rec center right now. I don't, yeah, no. I think the max I've ever done is 90 minutes on it, but no, I understand you. People do look at you. And I even had one of the workers come up to me after and he's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm just training. Yeah, yeah you literally don't know what the grind looks like, okay? No. Like literally. Like, like, you were on there for like an hour. I was like, yeah, I'm training. Yeah, I'm literally a student athlete, okay? Yeah. Step off. So how many hours a week then of cross training are you doing? Oh, um, I like on like the easy run days, I'll just supplement like the, I'll do like 60 minutes on the elliptical and instead of like a 60 minute run or whatever. Um, if I have a double, I'll do a double, but yeah. Yeah. Double cross training. I've never, no, I I take that back. I've done like two days of double cross training. I usually, if I'll do a double, it'll be on a workout day and I'll do it the, the like, uh, elliptical or whatever that night after a workout yeah honestly that's not really that outrageous like that's one of my college teammates she was like very good she was all-american many times and she did like something very similar I feel like that's not that outrageous because yeah, yeah cross training keeps you very fit it's not like it if does. you're doing I mean, it right 
Yeah. And fitness is fitness. Like you're building your aerobic capacity, like one way or another, it doesn't have to be through running. Yeah, exactly. And the recovery runs, it's like, it's literally just for recovery. It's meant to make you feel good for the workout. So, I mean, it all makes sense. It adds up in my head, at least. I don't know. Complete sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's obviously working. So, so when you got that stress fracture, how was morale? You say it was the worst three months of your life. Which makes sense because it's like if you already had such a hard time like getting back into running and then you're kind of sidelined again. Um, I guess like take us through that time period and how you got through it. Um, yeah, no, when I I was in insane shape at that time. I was like in insane shape. I have never been more fit in my life. Um, and I only got to run uh one race and my knew during that race it was an indoor race at Kentucky I knew during the race so I could feel it the whole time I was like my foot's broken but I was just like we were trying to find every other like possibility instead of like <laughs> saying my foot's broken um but I ended up running I think it's like 8:52. I want to say 3k and I had never run that before. I actually, I loved the event. It was a like perfect distance. Yeah. I feel like you, I don't know. You strike me as a three K-er. Yeah, no, it was so fun. Um, but that was the only race I got to run indoors and that, that qualified me for indoor nationals, but I didn't get to end up running indoor nationals, which my team actually won. So that was really hard missing out on that. Um, but yeah, it was a really, it was a rough three months. I ended up like finding what I liked though. And it was good to like help find myself outside of running. And it was, uh, it was tough again, missing like my team winning indoors and watching that race from my bed. I was like, I'm going to be healthy for outdoors and I'm going to help them win outdoors. And I manifested it. Yeah. So what did you learn about yourself? I ended up like figuring out like what I liked and like cross training. I ended up finding a lot of things. Um, I got to focus on school more, which was nice. Um, uh, work on like friendships and stuff. Yeah. It was just like, it was, it was the time that I needed to like ground myself, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like injuries, they are a blessing and a curse for sure. I mean, yeah, that injury was definitely a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone, this is like, not saying that this is in, just you whatever but everyone needs to be humbled a little bit at some points in their like running career because I feel like it really does like ground you and it helps you figure out things about yourself and just like you said things about like yourself outside of running I feel like is really important to help you to stay sane yeah you know the elite running world is quite a bubble so it's it's very hard to get out of it when you're like in it all the time but yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's always a blessing and a curse most of the time, unless it's like over and over again, then I feel like it just turns into more. Oh curse, yeah. So. No, then that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Has that been your only injury? Um, since then, like major injury. Yes. Yeah. Just like, I guess, were you cross training during that? Yeah. You were cross training probably just a lot during that time. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I was probably cross training like twice a day for like three, three, I think I doubled like three days a week when I, during that time, I was like, I am determined to stay fit. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that, this is, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to look at the positives, but after running such a fast 3k, I feel like that would just make you so motivated though, for like to get in those cross training hours. Um, so I feel like that situation is kind of ideal in terms of having motivation to go cross train. It's like, you knew that you were in really good shape and you want to stay fit for you know, outdoors and cross country and everything. So I feel like that's the perfect motivation, uh, perfect, maybe not perfect time, 
but no, definitely not a perfect I mean honestly it was kind of a it was a it was not like a terrible time to get hurt I mean obviously I missed out on indoors but like I had a, a successful like outdoor season so yeah it all worked out in the end <laughs> I mean it's hard being a distance runner because like you have to run all like year round so when is there a good time to get injured there never really is I mean I guess yeah, the most ideal times, which is never, but would be summer, maybe, because then it would kind of screw up your cross-country season. So maybe summer and maybe indoors, because then at least, like, you can focus on outdoors. I don't know. There's never a good time. It's just yeah. year-round. Yeah. There's never an off-season. <laughs> yeah, there really is never an off-season. Well, how do you stay sane outside of running? Because I'm sure you think about running quite often. So what do you do outside of it? I try not to think about running as much as I can when I'm not running. But um, I honestly, like when I'm home, I really, I like, I live on uh, next to the water. So I like going on my boat, um, like going to the beach. Um, I'm really into uh, like, gro- like going to like for fun, I'll go to like grocery stores, just like find new things like Whole Foods and stuff. Um, yeah, I can't say I'm much of like a cooker. I like to like bake things, but it doesn't ever turn out well. <laughs> Like one time I tried to make one of your recipes and it just ended up so like terrible. (laughs) It's like, I am not made for baking or cooking. Yeah, that's all right. I feel like, you know, my recipes, they're okay. They're like solid. They're not, I'm not like a chef. So when people are like, oh, you make it look like you make it look like you're a chef. I think I'm just really good at food photography. I think that's like with my iPhone. I think that's the main like moral of the story is I don't really like cooking for people because it makes me self-conscious because I'm like, I don't know if you're going to like this. Like I have some weird food cravings. Like I don't know if you're going to like it, Um, but I will make it look pretty on the Internet, you know, so very pretty. Yeah. (laughs) And that's all that matters. It looks appealing. So then people try to make it. Exactly. <laughs> they apparently don't succeed, which that's well, probably not good. Get many things I try to make. So it's not just your stuff. Okay, good, very good. Well, now I guess like you're obviously very good top in the NCAA. Do you, I'm assuming that you want to go pro? Um, I mean, I haven't really thought about the future yet. Um, Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like, would you skip, <laughs> would you skip years of eligibility to go pro? No, I don't think so. They're like with the NIL laws and stuff, you can like still make money while you're running in college. And I think getting a degree is more important first. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have like career goals outside of running? Um, I'm not quite sure what I want to be, but yeah, for sure getting getting a degree <laughs> yeah. would be the first step. <laughs> yeah, because you're majoring in can, anything can happen with running. And there, you always have to have a backup plan. Yeah. Is school challenging there? At UF? We are a top five public university. But okay. um, it's not as... When I was in the business school, it was. But now, since I switched to sports management, honestly, my life has been so much easier. So sports management isn't in the business school? No. Is it a school of its own? Like, what... I guess, what category it's is that? Even, uh, it's the College of Health and Performance... I'm pretty sure. Interesting. It's just a different college. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I majored in business as well. And I, we had to concentrate in something at Oregon and I concentrated in sports management, but it was in the business school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just like, my major is purely sports management. We're, I'm not in the business school anymore. Okay. So what do you like learn about? Is it, are you, um, I feel like it has to just be big sports. Uh, honestly, it's not really a whole lot about sports. Like right now I'm in sport finance. Um, 
I'm in sport facility and operations and then uh, public speaking. That is my worst grade right now. Um, <laughs> and then um, this like science wildlife class. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's wildlife. I don't know. I think that's has to do with sports management, but that everyone has those like weird little classes that you yeah, have to it's take. like electives you have to take. Yeah. That's funny that you say public speaking, though. I feel like it's really hard to be naturally good at public speaking. I feel like it's something that you really have to practice over time. And I was kind of the same way. I hated public speaking and I'm still not that great at it, but this podcast has actually helped me so much public yeah. speaking I don't know why it's like a learned skill for sure yeah but I don't know why <laughs> it's just so funny though because you would think you know if you're especially if you're an athlete like you have to put so much pressure on yourself and everything and but like the most nervous that at least I would get would be standing in front of an audience and oh speaking. my gosh it's terrifying <laughs> not even like it's like there's like 10 kids in my class but I'm like why what if I mess up my speech yeah like, it's yeah exactly it's like I think I get more nervous for that than any race at all percent my heart is like beating at like 200 beats per minute when I stand <laughs> there yeah just like you're just sitting in your in your desk and you know that you have to be called and like the whole day I feel like I would just be a mess Yes, that is exactly what happens. Yeah, but I, and, you know, it is a good skill to have, I will say, but it is a terrifying one for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what it stems from. Maybe like fear of judgment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cause it's like in my, in mine, at least we have to like memorize, we memorize like a script or whatever. Like we have like a specific like outline. So like, I'm like, if I forget one part, I'm screwed. Oh my gosh. Memorization. That. <laughs> I feel like I should take that in college. I think that would have helped me. That's like yeah, memorizing like is a whole different game too. It's definitely going to pay off, but yeah, I mean, it's a good skill to have. And I also, I feel like, you know, as you get better with running too, you're going to have to do so many more interviews and talking to random people. So yeah. you'll, you're going to get like very comfortable. I think down. I've, down I've like... honestly, I've gotten a lot better since like even the beginning of this year. Yeah. I mean, it's just like exposure therapy. You just, <laughs> you're forced to do it and go into like the media tents after the race when everyone has a camera on your face and everyone's asking the same questions. And you can't <laughs> escape it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you ever had any like, weird fan interactions? Not, not really. I just thought it was really weird. It, like when people like come up to me and ask me for pictures, I'm like, guys, I'm like not famous. Like, why do you want a picture with me? but it's adorable my parents were actually at a restaurant in um Oklahoma like I don't even know if they were wearing gator gear but they came up this kid came up to my parents they're like oh my gosh are you Parker Valby's parents I drove here all the way from Texas to watch your daughter race and they were like oh that's so sweet but I was like that's so weird to me like that he like did that for me yeah it is crazy to think about and I feel I like it's only just getting started too. I feel like this race probably took you to another level. I can't even imagine what your DMs look like right now. Truly, because Honestly. people were like shooting their shot in the question box of mine. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna ask her on a date for you, sir. Okay, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to do that yourself. Maybe go up to her next time after she races. Or ask for her, ask her parents next time you see them. <laughs> yeah, no, my DMs are a little a little chaotic right now but yeah it's entertaining yeah someone did like someone said in the question box 
do you ever get people saying that you look like Colleen Quigley? Because now talking oh to my you, gosh. you look yes. almost identical to her. It's crazy. I have gotten that so much. Honestly, yeah. the first time I got it was when I was on my official at the University of Oregon. One of the girls I was on the visit was like, you look identical to Colleen Quigley. And I was like, really? I don't think so. But then ever since then, I've gotten that a ton. Yeah, you really do. And then it's just funny how you're saying that you're going to go to FSU. I was like, that would be funny. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's our rival school. No more FSU. But yeah, well, now, obviously not. But it would have just been funny because it would have been Colleen Quigley 2.0. Yeah, yeah, no. That's funny. I mean, that's a compliment. She's literally like a model, so. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Yeah. And a queen. Yes, exactly. Well, what are like your overall goals, I guess, for your running career? It seems like, you know, I've already pressured you to talk about your indoor goals and you haven't even thought about that, but do you have any like long-term ones? Um, I mean, I would like to go, I'd like to get to the highest level that I can, um, staying healthy. Um, yeah, I'd like to go pro. I mean, that's a good goal to have. I feel like that's definitely within reach at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, interesting to, like, see your mindset on everything. I'm very, like, intrigued. It seems like you have a good head on your shoulders, though, and you're just kind of taking it day by day, which is good. I mean, it makes sense because I feel like you've had, I don't know, ups and downs, I guess, through the last couple of years. And, like, yeah, exactly. So it's, like, you don't want to look too far ahead because, like you said, anything can happen with running. So it's good that you have, like, a good head on your shoulders. What's What keeps you motivated? Like, what's your why, I guess? Um, I honestly just really love the sport of running. Um, I love pushing my body to see what I can do to the best of my ability. <laughs> I feel like that's the main thing that yeah, a lot of people say. Honestly, I just love, I just love it. Yeah. Are you like a competitive person? Would you say like oh, a, to your core? Yeah. <laughs> I am competitive in anything I do. Sometimes it is an issue, but I it's good for running. It is good for running. I think it's better to be over competitive than under competitive. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like any. If I'm playing Wii Sports, I will be way too competitive. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's get to some listener questions, so I don't keep you for too long. Um. Let's see. What do you struggle with the most with running? That's a good question. Maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> my, what do I struggle with? Like Maybe I feel like everyone has some their weakness, you know. Oh, my weakness is my speed. I am not very quick naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can like, like I can run forever, but like I, I need to work on my speed. That's my weakness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you have any weaknesses like off the track? My upper body, <laughs> my upper body, my arm sleeves barely fit my arm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's fairly common with runners. Like how often you could probably maybe can you do a pull-up no I can't do a pull-up I can I'm terrible at push-ups that that could be one of my uh my weaknesses I need to work on yeah there we go (laughs) yeah I don't how much does it really like you know contribute to running I just always find it interesting like my college students would be like huffing out the pull-ups and I was like dude uh, how like I've never done a pull-up in my life and I blame on being 5'11 because you know okay well I'm 5'9 so like maybe it's a tall thing you know? yeah okay yeah we're just leaning on the height you know that's yeah. why we can't do <laughs> our body's too long yeah exactly that makes sense right hmm. yeah makes sense yeah uh what's your favorite workout Ooh, that's a tough one probably progression runs or mile repeats okay Ooh, mile repeats that's a tough one yeah they're always fun 
do you like one case I do like one case one time we had like a during indoor we had like right before I broke my foot actually we had like 10 one k's and it was like the best workout I've ever had it was so much fun <laughs> oh that makes me want to throw up 10 that's so many <laughs> yeah I don't know it was a it's a good one yeah you're giving marathon I feel like this is gonna you know no that seems too far for me <laughs> yeah well you're young right now I feel like you know as time goes on 10 one case yeah. if you're ripping those out <laughs> yeah if you're ripping those out well you're like probably 20 years old when you're doing this that's crazy so like uh, I was 19 at that time yeah see I- if you're ripping out 10 1ks at age 19 I feel like that's there has to be a study on that of people that turn into marathoners after running 10 1ks at 19 years old you know so oh (laughs) um what do you have any like pre-race superstitions um I did in high school but like I don't I try not to be superstitious anymore um I just try to eat the same like similar things the day before so I know I don't I'm not sick or anything but yeah, yeah. what is it. like your go-to meal the night before probably mm-hmm. usually like salmon or chicken or some type of pasta or something like that yeah I think, every, I think every runner is the same it's yeah. like yeah <laughs> it's kind of so terrifying sometimes no it, it literally isn't quite terrifying it's like I asked these questions and I already know what the answer is gonna be but yeah. it's like and everyone asked the questions too, because like people were asking, oh, what, you know, what did she eat the night before a race? What did she eat the morning of? I'm like, you already know what the answer is going to be. Like there's the no- morning of, it's always oatmeal, like coffee. Everyone has the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be oatmeal in the morning and it's going to be pasta and chicken and vegetables the night before. Like it's, there's no secret sauce here. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, I am waiting for the day where I talk to someone and I ask them a question like that and they give me some- other like absurd answer because it would be a great conversation to go into yeah. because I wish I, I wish I had a different answer for you but I, I, I me too I wish I was I wish I was that interesting character but I'm not either yeah. um I just am waiting to find the person that is you know but obviously I'll it's working <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah um how do you celebrate after a good race it depends if we're in, uh, usually definitely always go out for good food. Um, depending on what I'm in the mood for. Um, I always get a good kombucha after, um, mm. depends if we're in, cause usually after races, we have to fly all the way back home and then we don't end up getting home until like 2am. So yeah, there's not really much. There's not really much. I, yeah. I'm able to do besides party up in the airport yeah <laughs> turn up in the airport maybe get a kombucha at the little hudson oh, yeah. store <laughs> <laughs> they never have kombucha at airports though no i know that was that was a stretch that was a stretch um i feel like your team pro- though probably has to have some like really good like post ncaa parties after like track season probably oh yeah yeah like <laughs> fun part i think the most fun i've ever had was at the um post ncaa outdoor it was at the the new gen house Oh uh, my gosh. That, yeah, that was so much fun. <laughs> I can imagine exactly how that was. Um I I already know exactly. Like I will never forget some of the things I've seen at those post NCAA parties, like in my entire life. And no one knows what goes on until you're actually like there. Yeah. Because it's just like the most like absurd things. Like there's just some things that are ingrained in my brain that I'll just never be able to burn out of my mind. Like things that I saw. <laughs> um 
always a yeah. good time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it is always a good time. So that is funny. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's pretty much it. I feel like we've covered a lot. So I mean, I got to know you well. I feel like this has been a very good episode, um, considering I had never talked to you before. So we've really gotten to know each other now. I had fun. Thank you yeah. for having Of course. Um, well, oh, last question. Do you have any advice to your future self? Take it day by day. That's my advice to anyone. Yeah, it's good. Don't focus too much on the future. Yeah, exactly. You can do... You can focus on the present. That's pretty much all that you can do is That's all you the can best control. of every day. Yeah. yeah. You can't control the future, but you can control the present. Very true. Um, where can people follow you at? Um, so my Instagram is Parker Valby, one word. Um, the only app, other apps I really use is my TikTok is, I think it's just Parker Valby. If you search Parker Valby, I'm sure it comes up. Um, yeah, that's really all I use. <laughs> okay. Are you like a TikTok star? Do you film TikToks? I mean, I think I have like 28K followers. Okay. You are a TikTok star. Oh my gosh. Okay. Star, but what kind of content are you post? You post in little dance reels on there or what? Oh gosh, no, I can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, sad. I, I feel like no one dances on TikTok anymore. I kind of miss that those areas. Oh yeah, era. the dancing trends have kind of gone away. It's kind of yeah. like more uh serious stuff now no it's like really like serious kind of like trauma dumping stuff on tiktok oh this morning my whole like for you page was all the idaho like murder stuff and i was like what does this turn into yeah i was like where's the renegade uh (laughs) (laughs) oh that was a good time that was a great time that's what i'm saying like you know covid kind of terrible i lived alone it was not a fun time but i will say like the tiktok trends the dancing trends they were fun and i would like do them in my apartment alone you know i was learning how to renegade and hit the whoa you know so yeah now that's honestly during covid that's when my tiktok popped off i was getting like two million views on some videos sheesh yeah but then i stopped doing it my i kind of just i post like every now and then now yeah I mean, I don't think you really need, you don't need to become a TikTok star. You're already doing well with running. I don't think you need to do both at this point. Um, good plan. <laughs> yeah. I think the running is probably more fulfilling too. But yeah, I guess you have that good base. You've got that 28K that will be there for you when you come, if you ever need to come back, you know, there you go. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You always have to prepare to always have the backups. That's why you're getting that, that degree to become yeah, a TikToker. <laughs> um... Okay, well, thank you so much for joining uh, on your break. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving also. Um, Yeah, and I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. Okay, Parker, well, thank you for joining us. Um, To close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Convos Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed, you know, being a little bit of a fly on the wall for this conversation with Parker. It was really fun. I like love chatting with people that I don't really know personally so that I can just like really get to know them. And also so you guys can hear, you know, more about them as well. Don't forget to rate and review like I said before the episode started. Seriously, I love reading your guys' reviews. It makes my day. Follow us on Instagram at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes and to submit listener questions. Thank you all so much for listening again, and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas.